Meet the next generation. We are the Spy Fi Guys, and this is Spy Kids Armageddon. Hello and welcome back to the Spy Fi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And today we have a Dead Drop episode for you. Yeah, so this is the newest Spy Kids movie, which dropped recently on Netflix. So I'm a little unclear. Is this a reboot, or is the, are the other movies still like in continuity? Because they make no reference to them at all. Isn't the OSS the same from the other movies? Yeah, but I mean, they, they don't reference like Junie and Carmen. That's true, or, that's like, true. I mean, or Antonio Banderas really... and Carla Gugino. Yeah. Okay, so that is our guest star, Alana. We spoke oh, yeah. without waiting to be introduced. I wasn't sure what the protocol was. I ha- it's been years since we did Spy Kids. Years. Okay, yes, you may remember Alana from <laughs> our coverage of the original Spy Kids. And we have not had her back until this James Bond draft, but now she is back for Spy Kids Armageddon. Now, on IMDb, the trivia says mm-hmm. this film is a reboot to the original Spy Kids franchise. Interesting. Okay. All right, so... Wow. Well, unless this movie doesn't do that well and they decide they need to bring back the original Spy Kids as like a team-up movie kind of thing. Ooh, that would have been a good idea. Andrew (laughs) asked me if uh, Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi were the kids from the original movie, and I was like, well, they were siblings, (laughs) so I really, really hope not. Ooh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very close family. Wow. They kind of already did that idea, Zach, though. With, well, not not the incest part, but the bringing them back as adults for mm-hmm. for the fourth movie, all, to, all the time in the world. Can't wait till we get to it. I want to see them in, as in like sort ten of. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just have too many franchises. Is the problem? All right, Zach. Do we have a synopsis? Yes, we or... do. So, as always, we do our poetry synopses. Yes. Alana, do you come up with any poetry, or is it just me this time? Um, I have a favorite quote. Okay, that's later. Okay. That's later. Okay. <laughs> so here's the haiku. And the haiku this time is a theme, which is the lessons of the movie. Oh, God. oh there are a lot of lessons. Okay. Listen to parents. Spies are bad, actually. Abolish prisons. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, I'm glad we're going to talk about this. Also, like, screen time is bad. That's another one. (laughs) Well, I mean, come on. It's a haiku. You can only fit in so much. Uh Uh, And then here's the limerick. There once were some kids who were spies who disagreed about telling lies. They're real good at games and have very long names. And compared to adults, they are wise. Wow, that was really good. Thank you. I'm pretty good at this, so I do say so myself. He's, get, he's, he's getting pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then here is the real IMDb plot summary. The children of the world's greatest secret agents unwittingly help a powerful game developer unleash a computer virus that gives him control of all technology, leading them to become spies themselves to save their parents and the world. And that is definitely a run-on sentence. <laughs> yep. So we start in Medius Race. The spy kids are sneaking into a castle. Armageddon will launch in one minute, and they need to make it across the chasm. They use some magnet boots. They've got a surveillance robot. Was anyone else reminded of Legends of the Hidden Temple in this part? I thought it was like uh, uh, Temple Run. Or what's that? Uh, mobile game? The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Temple Run. Temple that's Run. right. <laughs> I also was impressed that they were actual kids this time. They are so little. <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, Carmen was maybe a preteen. Junie was definitely a kid. Here, they're about mm. closer to the same age. I'm going to bring up the fourth one again. They are also kids, like actually kids in that one as well. Mm. They seem right. younger than Junie was in the first one. I think. Uh, I maybe, just I know. maybe they could have acted younger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. We cut to one day earlier. And we see Chuck. Oh, well, not actually Chuck, but Zachary Levi. Come on, you got anytime he's in a spiral, you think of Chuck. Though his personality is totally different from Chuck, and that he's oh, definitely confident. so different. And yeah, I'll come. I'll, I'll bring that up later. So one of the kids, Tony, is sneaking into a box, and apparently this is where all of their technology is kept. You know, uh-huh. except for the hours of four to six p.m. So talk yeah. about relevant, huh? Mm-hmm. A little, a little too to... relevant, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a little on the nose. 
Well, Christian, you have a kid. Yes. Like, obviously too young for devices. It's only going to get it's worse, though, that, as time but... goes by. <laughs> what do you think your device rule is going to be when she gets older? I don't know. And I'm, I haven't made any concrete plans on it because who knows where technology will be at that point really right I suppose that's true do you guys yeah. think nintendo sponsored this movie we got switch lights oh, because they use a switch we got switch controllers <laughs> later we got another switch light with the car well if they had do you think they would have name dropped nintendo hmm. i don't know no they just well okay i most, don't know nintendo's kind of touchy sponsored like that like you know in the bond Especially Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, they're like they show the Sony Vio logos super prominently, but they never call out in the film. Oh, let me check on my Sony Vio. Yeah, yeah, they would get more money if they did, but yeah. they don't want to. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's so that's what Tony is doing. He's sneaking sneaking a switch out of his uh, technology box, whereas Patty, his younger sister, is not eating breakfast and doesn't want whatever her, her mom is providing. I forget what it was. It was overnight was oats. It? That's what it was. Yeah, apparently they were bad, and apparently Zachary Levi made them, and that's why they were bad. <laughs> yeah. And... and she's the good one. You know, she mm-hmm. wants a picture for her uh, paper, but she has to ask I mom for permission. I definitely thought that that was a ruse, when she was, that she was trying to get her mom's password for something. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, that too. I think you're and then they never came back. Yeah. No, she's, she's definitely, you know, the rule follower, which is interesting, like, between Carmen and Junie, it's actually I guess it's the same. The younger sibling is the one who is more of the rule follower, and the other other one is the more the older one is the more of the rebel. But in this one, they were the same age. They were twins, right? They were, they were supposed to be twins. They said what? we haven't told. We've been wanting to tell them we were spies since they were four. Oh, That's what, oh. I never caught that. Yeah. And okay. They also never talk Wait. about like, well, I'm the oldest, so I'm going to do this. Well, I'm yeah. the youngest, so I get away with it. So I think they were twins. Come on, Zach, you like pick up on this, girl. <laughs> Mm-mm. She was a lot younger than him. Well, she not a does, lot younger. She acted. Patty acted younger too. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so. I still. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the twins. I mean, probably that. I mean, with that line. Yeah. The parents go off and go to their sneaky spy computer. They're using the Armageddon code. He has to do something to sync it. I thought this was a thing where it's like they're protecting the world from the code. So they and it's like in Lost, we have to enter in a code every couple of hours, or else something will happen. Yeah, it's like a dead man switch. Yeah, but it's not. Macy, he's just syncing it to his watch so that he can have access to it. Mm-hmm. And here's the interesting thing. So unlike in the original, the parents are active spies. They're not retired spies. They're not retired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And here we get that line that you said where you were, they're deciding to tell the kids because and apparently there's been making plans since they were four, but never go through with it. Terrence, a.k.a. Zachary Levi, delays on telling them. Wasn't this a conflict in the original one, too? No. I don't remember. Maybe like a, barely a thing, really. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. They definitely yeah. didn't know that they were spies, but they also no. were retired. So it's more like we used to be spies. So is it as much mm-hmm. of a secret? Not really. They don't have to sneak around. Yeah. Like literally like, sneak literally around each other, around. which is funny. But then they sort of drop some a line about how they can't risk anyone getting into their system via the kids' devices, which is why they, Terrence is so, like, you know, strict about no devices. Yeah. Right. Which I but, like that because they actually explained that yeah. as well as a real-life reason. Screen Though I don't really understand why them only being on the internet for two hours a day makes them less vulnerable since mm. you can be hacked like instantly. Yeah. But in terms of just like, all right, in terms of availability, if they're only on that for, there's only that much time versus the whole time that they could. Be yeah. Hacked. Versus 12 hours a day or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So they get in the, the parents get into their car, which has a, you know, spy gadget or spy screen inside. There's a new Devlin, or I guess a reboot Devlin. Do you remember who Devlin was in the original? No. George Wasn't he Clooney? George Clooney? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this this oh. guy is not nearly so famous. Yeah, seriously. Well, he's DJ Cortona, who was uh, he was one of the other Marvels in or not Marvels, other Shazam family members in Shazam. He like was one of the other adults. Yeah, I think so. Really? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think he's here. Keep going. He was the one who was Pedro. His alter ego? Oh, yeah, no, he is. He's, he's, yeah. he's the green The green, just... the green <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't recognize him without his super suit. Yeah, well, 
The only reason I remember is because he was also supposed to be Superman in that George Miller Justice League, which had, like, we're going to have Army Hammer as Batman. Oh, so he's been around. Yeah. Someone has broken into an OSS server room, including what looks like a robot or a giant, you know, armored guy. So they go to investigate. Mm Mm-hmm. And here's where I noticed that they have very different parenting styles, and I will get to those in our Spy Fact versus Spy Fiction. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent preview. Uh-huh. So they get, they go, they get locked out of the room. Terrence uses his spy watch, which has the Armageddon code on it, which he can use to basically hack into anything. Right. And here's where I noticed not only do they have different parenting styles, they have different spy styles. Nora seems to be more like a, you know, going guns blazing, whereas Terrence likes to be more sneaky. They're different fighting styles, different ways of dealing with the problem. Reminds mm-hmm. me of playing a video game where it's like, play it your way. <laughs> yeah. And then my note here is, and then they get attacked by a Power Rangers villain. <laughs> First of all, Heck Knight well, was the like fo- the greatest character in this. Okay. Well, okay. Great so name. Before they get attacked oh, by the villain, right, before they, they they're on the goons. computer screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it said, and it, it shows like a video game where the Heck Knight is there. It says, defeat the Heck Knight to gain access. And... Zachary Levi having to solve a video game to get to something in a computer just reminded me of Chuck again. Does he do that in Chuck? It's how he gets the uh, the intersect in his head in the first place. He has to play Zork, that uh, the word text-based oh, right. role-playing game. Yes, that was in the episode we watched. Together. It was in the first episode, yeah. So, <laughs> but here, this is it's just funny, and we'll get to it more. Even that the fact that he doesn't know how to play video games. I don't believe, ever believe Zachary Levi not knowing how to play video games. Huh? Zachary <laughs> Levi in any universe? Yeah. Hmm. Just, it, it doesn't compute for me. Okay, I have thoughts about the video games, but I'm going to save it. Yeah, you got to wait. Anyways, and they find out when they get into the system that the goons weren't looking for anything. What were they doing? And that's when the actual Heck Knight appears, and he takes the watch from Terrence, and this whole thing was a trap. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And uh, the Heck Knight leaves. Oh yeah, so yeah, the, 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 I enjoyed the Heck Knight as a as a care as a. I don't. It was not really a character. Yeah, it was great. But, you know. he kind of looked like a League of Legends minion. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why do they call him Heck Knight? Because it's like Is for kids. You can't yeah. say hell. It's funny. <laughs> then why not? Why not call him something else? No, I guess because they could it's call funny because it's a Heck Knight it's instead funny. of a hell. Knight. Come on. <laughs> all right. All right. As they're leaving. Uh, a kid recognizes the Heck Knight from a game called High Score, which I enjoy. So it's spelled H-Y-S-K-O-R, but of course, it also sounds like High Score. Right. Like, as in the top score in a game. All right, I can't take it anymore. I gotta talk about this. <laughs> I think we talked about this before. Okay. But in Hollywood movies, technology is always, like, 20 years behind the present. <laughs> okay. Have we talked about this? I read that somewhere. And the reason is because the people writing it tend to be in their, like, 40s. Okay. People who who write Hollywood movies. So for this movie, they're like, yeah, video games, that's platformers, and there's high scores. When was the last time you guys played a game with a high score? A new game? Um, Actually, uh, Star Wars uh, Squadrons has high scores. It does? So does Battlefront. Yeah, Yeah, Battlefront has scores. It does? Yeah, yes, rank the best. That's you. That's not what I meant. So you're talking about something where you play like the levels to get to the high score, like a Mario right. game or something, or like mm-hmm. a arcade game. Yeah, well, that's more just, mobile games nowadays. Yeah, we'll have high so. scores. Candy Crush. Yeah. Oh, so maybe I'm the one who's out of touch. Yeah, or <laughs> Fortnite definitely has high scores. I feel like well, Fortnite's like who bit. who wins at the end, right? Who can live the yeah. longest? Yeah, but and I mean, you get experience. Terms. True. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Zach, you're out of Anyway, Zach. But also, high getting score. To, yeah. Yeah. The sequel to low to, score. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Was that actually the name of the school? For, yeah, the well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't catch that. Oh. <laughs> but the other thing, though, too, is it makes sense because the guy who's designing the game thinks he's of. He's kind of older. Well, yeah. he's older, and he thinks of the. Like, and he said, like, the mid 2000s or early 2000s as the pinnacle of video game design mm-hmm. he says so we'll get to that when we get there but here's what i had to say about this so we see tony who's playing this game in a tournament it's like there's a card well, like a version, card of, version of it too yeah. <laughs> yeah which we were like what <laughs> which was more like 
you know, Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or something like, like that. Yeah, or Hearth, Hearthstone. Yeah. yeah. And that kid, like, blatantly <laughs> cheats. Oh, yeah. He, like, pulls it out of his wrist. He doesn't even try to hide the fact that he didn't even take it from his hand. So he's got the same number of cards in his hand. <laughs> and then he plays this other, like, seventh uh... card. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, yep. he's a kid. Unfortunately, his opponent is a kid as well and <laughs> yeah. doesn't notice. Yeah. I like this. This is the only part where he cheats in the whole movie, even though they talk about it a lot. He was cheating at the beginning when he takes his switch out of the box early. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah, he breaks the rules. Yeah. He's a real yeah. He's a law. Yeah. He manages to win the tournament, which gets him early access to the game high score. Right. And we also get some an info dump about the inventor who's like a genius recluse who's nicknamed the king. I forget what his actual name is. It was like Ray Kingston. So like something king like was that. in it yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ray the King Kingston. I have IMDb right here. And apparently he also when he uses VR to design his game. So he gets into a VR pod and like designs it around him. Yeah, so it's basically Ready Player 1. <laughs> Tony wants to stay up all night playing high score. And he needs Patty's help to get around the parental restrictions. <laughs> Again, very current. Mm-hmm. And she makes, so, is this where she makes the map of the squeaks in the hallway? Yes, she does. I, I enjoyed that, that she had. Because, I mean, I know I, well, for different reasons, I don't want, mainly so I don't wake up my daughter when she's sleeping. Mm. I wish I had a map of where, which stairs creaked and which, where they, so I think it's a great idea. When Zachary Levy was walking down the hallway and he's <laughs> like, how is this house squeaky? I thought his kids had done something to oh. make it squeak. No. So they would hear him when he's coming to check on them because mm-hmm. they're spy kids. <laughs> but they're not yet. <laughs> Meanwhile, the heck knight reports into the king Apparently, he wasn't able to get the code from the watch. It was just, the actual Armageddon code wasn't stored on there. It was just a you know a synchronous device that could be used with it. So, the king realizes that the code must be in the house. Yes. So the kids almost get caught. Um, I don't know how Tony got the password. But he, he like got stole a copy it from his password. desk. Apparently, the dad's yeah. old, so he writes his password down. I was gonna say, desk. yeah, <laughs> that yeah. seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very dad-like, though. (laughs) And then the parents are talking with Devlin about getting rid of the Armageddon code. Nora, I forgot what her name was, really wants to get rid of it, but Terrence is a little iffy on it. But they're ordered by Devlin to protect the code until they find a solution. Find a solution? Yep. What that solution is, I don't know. (laughs) Meanwhile, the kids are downloading the game, and Patty has a moment of self-awareness of what, you know, what if by downloading this, we open up some sort of backdoor for someone to get into our computer system? Mm. Yeah, Patty's the smart one. Yeah, She's a smart one, even though her brother's like a genius <laughs> hacker. Well, <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of common sense. He's got intelligence, and she has wisdom. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so the parents are still arguing about whether to delete it. Nora uses some knockoff lip- lipstick hidden in her engagement ring. Oh, no, okay, when, when she starts filling with her ring, I, <laughs> I thought she was on drugs, and that was, like, her drug stash. <laughs> what? Like, what movie do you think you're watching? <laughs> I don't know. Like, gonna get the cocaine out of my engagement right. ring. The last thing I saw her in was, was uh, Annihilation, alright? It's a very adult movie. It's a great movie. Uh, That's that a totally different movie from this, that's for sure. Terrence gets knocked out, Nora goes to delete the code. And the king gets into their system and is getting the Armageddon code and gets it before Nora can delete it. The kids try to sneak back into bed. The next morning, the kids realize that something's happening. High score is on every screen. Oh yeah, this part is great. Half the world. This is great. ATMs aren't even like connected to the internet or something. Or I don't know. Some of them are. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's great. Well, that's how the Armageddon code is just that powerful. (laughs) So yeah, this is my first note. I think the lesson of this movie is obey your parents. <laughs> <laughs> or the well, lesson is video games, actually, you can actually yeah. solve problems with video games. Right. They reminded me of a story that I read oh, once boy, where, you know, hold, hold on, where th- th- there was a mom and her, her kid, and her kid I think was like 13, and he had autism. Okay. And there was one time when, I don't now remember the story in its entirety, but he asked why she didn't put clothing up on the line to dry it off. Mm-hmm. And I think she just didn't want to answer his question. So she just said, because it's illegal to do that. 
So then what he did was he took a pair of scissors and he went down cutting down clotheslines all over town. And the moral of the story is it's helpful to explain to kids why you do something or why they're not allowed to do something rather than just making them do it. So for this movie, the kids didn't know why their devices were restricted. So when they, you know, when they disobeyed their parents, the consequences were much more than they ever could have expected. Huh, that's Fair. a pretty good lesson. They, we see a news report where you have to play high score to actually get access to any of your devices. So home mm. security system, some people are locked out because they have a, one of those smart locks on their house and they can't get in. Why don't they just break a window? This seems feels like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I also like there's a part where it shows the world and only half the world's affected, mm-hmm. but one of the countries that's affected is Afghanistan. Which <laughs> huh. is great. Interesting. Well, he's trying to make, okay. you know, he's trying to make the whole world a better place. He has to cover as much territory as possible. Mm-hmm. Better living through video games. Yeah. I thought at this point he was just pranking everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, he was trying to get to his ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Which is? Getting everyone to play his game so they can be better people. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, apparently the game makes you a better person. Did we ever yeah, see that... anything in the game that would do that? No. It's not <laughs> explained. It's not it's like not there's explained. they ever have to do like moral dilemmas as they're playing. It's like, no, they jump over a chasm and they fight <laughs> skeletons. <laughs> Someone is breaking into their house, and these are all enemies from high school. And the kids see their parents fighting, you know, bad guys for the first time. I have a note here that says Tony is super distracting. So like he's shouting things and um, Zachary Levi is like looking at him and gets like beat up. Yeah. Right. They have the kids have to play the video games thinking get through the smart lock on the door. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. It made sense. They're useful. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they need to get to the safe house. There's a manual override, which means they get to slide down a slide to get to a secret spy garage. Are trying to send off the kids to the safe house. They put them in the car with an autopilot. Nora gives mm-hmm. Patty a necklace with a tracker, and they send them off as they fight off the the bad guys. I don't really understand why they didn't have a four person spy car. Because they don't whatever. normally take the kids with them. Why would you? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. It's like having a convertible when you don't have children or something. I don't know. Who you, you don't need passengers. They have, a, they have a four-person real car, so it makes sense. Right. This sequence was pretty funny when they're, like, sending the kids down the slide, and the kids don't want to go, and they're like, don't go down there. It's full of candy. You know, oh, should we have tested this beforehand? <laughs> nah, nah, it's fine. Yeah, there's some good jokes. Yeah. yeah. What, what yeah. if we think of Nora being like, don't break my TV. That's my TV. That's my car. That's my this. That's my that. Hmm? Uh, meh. Meh. No thoughts. Yeah. No, no strong feelings. So they have a car chase. At first, I thought this was California, but then, but apparently it's Austin. Uh, every, almost every you know state capital looks like the U.S. capital except for Hawaii. Hawaii is unique. But thanks for so confirming. I never tell. It was Austin because as they it's, were going yeah. through this, I was like, I feel like I should recognize this. Is this Austin? And then I forgot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember last time we were talking about where exactly they lived. That one was more vague. Didn't they <laughs> live they in like, Mexico? Maybe well, potentially. That was our theory. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was never proven. There's a, a part where it shows the tracker and it looks like it's like right on the U.S. border. Yeah. yeah. Take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, it was at least filmed in Austin. Right. Yeah. Mm. So they have to turn off the autopilot. Patty is the, you know, drives because it's the controls are just like a video game that she knows how to play. Right. She she controls it from a switch light, which is just like, <laughs> you know, Ocean Gate controlling from a Xbox cool. controller. Wow, this movie is relevant, Alana. Good call. Yeah. So they lose the uh, the bad guys before they head to the safe house, which apparently is in the middle of nowhere. And here's where we get a call back to the f- first Spy Kids, where you know there's a voice saying, you know, say your full name, and they each have super long, you know, multiple name names, and yeah. that activates the safe. Did you house. guys find it funny? Yeah, it's classic. I mean, I, I recognized it as a reference to the original. I didn't think it was that funny. I was impressed the kids knew their whole name. That's a long name. Good point. So yeah, that takes them to an elevator down. We see a hologram with Nora who explains that they're spies and all the things that they have. They got, you know, bunk bed. So I was like, who's going to be the new machete? <laughs> it's got to be somebody good, yeah, right? Yeah, we wish. <laughs> Until later. I did miss machete in this movie. You needed somebody. Yeah. Somebody with some edge to him. No pun intended. 
Anyways, in addition, yeah, they had food. There's also a training room with spy gadgets, as well as a training room for, like, self-defense. This has a pretty funny part where they, they're they like, stand here to access, you know, the gadgets or whatever. The kid goes and stands and he falls through a trap door and it's like, watch out for traps. Hilarious. Lesson one. Yeah, lesson <laughs> one. <laughs> and then they, they had the kid getting slapped all the time, even if it didn't make sense. Ambush alley. Yeah, you don't see enough movies where kids get slapped. Yeah, don't have kids slapstick. <laughs> I don't know how many kids' movies do you watch, Zach? Only with you, buddy. Okay, so you there could be out there, you just don't know it. Well, I guess we'll find. Well, what out. happened in Sergeant Stubby? Death. That was a very <laughs> different kind of kids. Yes. <laughs> World War One. <laughs> and a dog. Okay. There's also a scene where they're trying out a laser net, which I always enjoy a laser net in spy movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrence and Nora. Or Torrance, as their couple name Terrence would be. Torres, Nora Torres. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. Or Torrance Tango is his name. Nora Tango. Torres. Like, okay. <laughs> so he was having fun. Yeah. They're captured. Uh, Terrence is still experiencing side effects from the sleeper kiss. And they're in a jail cell. And apparently the door is open. So they go out and they meet the king. Who They ask him, why are you forcing everyone to f- play video games? And he doesn't really give a good answer. It's like, I want to make the world better. I like that he actually has a reason for keeping them alive, which is that he needs their help to find the other half of the Armageddon Code. And I also have a note here, there's a lot of unnecessary dialogue in this movie. Like, there's a part where they're walking around outside the cell, and Nora says, very interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. (laughs) Stop talking. I mean... I'll have a better example later. This also is when he's like, it's not working. I need you to fix it. And she's like, have you tried turning it off and on again? Taking it out, that. blowing the cartridge. I thought it was good. <laughs> the environments also looked quite good in this movie, considering it was probably made on a budget. Yeah. So when you talk about, you know, extraneous dialogue, this was written with, uh, so Robert Rodriguez, who directed it, also co-wrote it with his son, Racer. I have no idea how old his son is now, but. Interesting. Mm. That was the most shocking twist of the movie for me. That he wrote what? the movie? And that he directed it. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez directed wow. it? Did he even direct the first one? He directed right. all of them. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, why wasn't it as good as the first one? It was good. I actually thought it was pretty good. My expectations were like in the gutter. And I was like, <laughs> this is actually pretty good. We can right, talk well, about we'll... that later. Yes. That's anyway, fun. Billy Magnuson is great. He plays King. <laughs> Top tier actor he should make it big he's great he was in the last bond movie yeah he was in game night you guys seen game night that's a great movie yeah a long time ago how do you have like a perfect memory of everything that happens in that and what the movie game night oh game night i don't were you just talking about it no but i don't know it seems like you remember everyone who was in it i think i saw it twice which helps Mm. there you go (laughs) he challenges the parents to a duel a sword with a sword fight, which I was like, "Ooh, this is this should be fun," mm. and then he throws in the like all these like moving blocks in there, which I was like, uh, "I just want to see a straight up sword fight. I don't want to see them having to like try to struggle around those things." That was kind of strange. Yeah, yeah I thought he was cheating, kind of like Tony. Hey, like he's not as good at sword fighting, but it's his world. And then I thought they were in the digital world mm. again, like no. in Ready Player One. No, that's why, he, that's why all this like stuff is happening around them. No, he just controls all of it somehow. Didn't really explain <laughs> it. Was it more robots that just looked like blocks? It's AR filters, so I assume holograms. But Gina Rodriguez was know. sitting on something. So, I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it had to be something physical yeah. in there. Anyway. Force field, you know. Yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> However the holodeck works. <laughs> oh, holodeck. Right. But they do, you know, get rid of all the blocks and just have a straight-up sword fight, which I thought was fun. And the king actually wins, so he's good Mm -hmm. at fighting against super spies. And then they think that the floor falls away. I'm like, guys, come on. (laughs) You were just standing on the floor. You really think it fell away? Like, test it with your hands or something. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't know. Like, this is a world where he can make, you know, those blocks move however he likes. So maybe he can make the floor fall away. Hmm. it's revealed that the kids have a missing piece of the code and so he takes Nora's necklace and uses it to track the tracker that is on uh, Patty so we have the kids exploring the safe house there's a spy suit generator it was made for them (laughs) 
Yep. As a training montage. A cl- yeah, a classic for Spy Kids. Yeah. Okay, and then one of my favorite parts was the grenade of emotions. Oh, uh, yes, the thought bubble. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Okay, so back when we were all much littler, I think okay. we were in middle school and a lot of was in elementary school. We played Dungeons and Dragons. And one of the magic items that I as a DM came up with was the rocket launcher of feeling good. <laughs> yeah. You shot it at people and it made them feel slightly happier. Slightly? It should be like extra happy so they don't want to fight you. But it's Which only feeling good, what not here. great. whatever whatever but yeah it was a nice uh, callback nice nostalgia moment there's also some super goop which actually never does come back i was waiting for it it was in the beginning right yeah it was like right at the beginning with the magna boots when they're like trying to sneak in he uses it to grab a a guy which i like didn't even think about after you said this the goop it was like a callback to Anyway, um, I just like the part where she finds all the watches and goes, we have all the time in the world. I thought that was really funny. Uh, which is <laughs> a, you think that well, was a reference to Bond? Yeah. But also a reference to the fourth movie, which is called All the Time in the World. Oh. Yeah. I see. Which was a reference to Bond. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Patty also remembers that her mom said that something would find her and it's a robot crab or spider or something. The MVP. Right. Bronson. <laughs> Bronson. She, she names it Bronson. Also, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Tony finds the book How to Be a Spy, Author Unknown, just like Junie did in the original Spy mm-hmm. Kids. I completely we, forgot that. Yep. Here's where we have a debate about truth and whether or not it's good to lie. Yeah, so I was like, is this movie trying to say that spying is not good? But we don't like spies. That's what I'm wondering about. I was like, this is a spy movie, and you get them more clear. That doesn't think that spying is good. <laughs> that is anti-spy. It also reminded me of the Dirty Tricks Department, Microdot. For those of you who haven't listened to that, check it out. There's a part where someone is like, this is great. When you're a spy, you can do whatever you want. You can blow stuff up, shoot people, lie to people. It's great. For this movie, I wonder if Robert was like, okay, it's okay to lie sometimes, but not all the time. Was That uh, was like too complicated for them. Hmm. Patty is worried that this is all their fault because they downloaded the game and then all of a sudden this happened. And so, if it yes. is their fault, they should <laughs> fix it. And Tony is like, how are we supposed to fix all that? No, we just fix it by finding our parents and then they can fix it. There you uh-huh. go. This is kid logic. I like it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's that's actually better thinking than, oh, you know, we're going to go solve all the world's problems. Right. Right. And here's where we get another callback or, you know, it's a very similar situation to the original movie where some supposed co-workers arrive at the safe house. Right. <laughs> the sequence is pretty funny, too, where the yeah. kids are like, we'll so just take them down. Not, we'll uh, apologize later. Terry Hatcher, if I recall, was in the first one. Right. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, one of the goons was, like, kind of old. Did you guys see this? Yeah, was I he, noticed that. Was he, like, a producer or something? I don't know. <laughs> He's just experienced. Oh, okay. Seemed <laughs> yeah. like some sort the of kids, cameo. They, they, they tell them, you can trust us. We're co-workers, your parents. They don't trust them, so they just break in. So the kids turn on the training modules. Bronson brings them some gadgets. And they almost escape, but then Devlin catches them and handcuffs them. One of the OSS guys says, careful, they might have gadgets. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> also, Devlin has two sunglasses, so he takes one off, he's wearing more. Oh, OSS so boss. <laughs> Amazing. That was great. And I then, like... the thought bubble, apparently, is the ability to induce hunger. Mm. So you, they use that. Oh, too. yeah. Well, they, that starving. was kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> A little too powerful, that one. Yeah. They take the kids to the spy like headquarters and wrote down, yeah. wow, I wonder where all the spies are. It's got like a giant OSS thing on it. Yeah, that's called lamp really shading. Funny. <laughs> I've heard the similar joke about that, about the current spy museum, which has, you know, in giant letters, spy on it. It's not a spy headquarters. I know, but people <laughs> make that joke all the time. It was like, but you know, you, you guys know that it's not an actual spy headquarters. It's just a museum. But it's right? like, do you want to be able to find what you're looking for as a tourist? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't? Okay, we'll hide it better. No, yeah, it's a people... giant building. Of course, they're <laughs> going to have the, a giant advertisement on the side. But before they get there, we also see that Heck Knight is in like a tree watching them get away. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so. He's we... built for stealth. 
So as they get there, they go through the garage. They see a spy boat that's also a plane. It's apparently one of the only vehicles that hasn't gotten locked down. Gypsy's analog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nuclear. (laughs) So Devlin wants them to help by beating the video game so they can access the system. And once they kind of get it, Devlin takes over is like... Yeah, you know, I played my fair share of video games. You ever heard of Goldeneye? Oh, yeah. Stop stealing all my favorite lines, you guys. <laughs> Sorry, they're good. This also reminded me of The Last Starfighter, classic yeah, 80s movie. Yeah. But Except as... Tony is not the best gamer in the world. He's mm-hmm. just a really good He's gamer. He's just a good gamer. Yeah. yeah, but Devlin is a bad gamer and messes up, so he has Tony do it again. And at this point, I'm wondering... What are the key binds for this game? Because he's like just pressing any damn key he wants. Yeah. It's not like, you know, WSAD. Right. Or, or on the like it's just like, yeah. So they also plug Bronson into the system. And it's revealed that he has part of the Armageddon code. And they realize who's actually behind all of this. And it's the king. Right. And as soon as they figure that out, the high score goons are infer- infiltrating OSS HQ. They, and... As this fight everybody. They fight, and you know the kids realize they need to get away, so they reverse the tracker and figure out where their parents are. The room gets locked down, goons infiltrate, so they've got to get the code out of there. We get a call back to the laser net, and then Devlin decides, no, the code is safer with me, so he takes it, but almost immediately, the Heck Knight gets the code from him. Okay, so speaking of the laser net, there's a part where someone throws a laser net and yeah. they like the, someone's like trapped. I was like, "What's going to happen if they go through the laser? It was like, They're not going to get like hot in half." Yeah. What is that? What's going to hurt? Yeah, I guess. So. I, don't I don't know. know. The last time was those little hands things that came up and slapped them. Oh, well, yeah. that was the yeah. training module. Right. right. It's not here. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Anyway, Devlin's <laughs> like. Let the adults handle this. He takes the code, then Tech Knight grabs mm-hmm. him, or Heck Knight, and he, gr- he just like hands it to him. He's like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids take the OSS Super Ducky to chase the goons, um, mm-hmm. but almost immediately the uh, the boats that they're chasing go underwater and become submarines. So they go into airborne mode and fly to their parents' location, where we have a, yet another moral discussion about spying. Right. And he's like, go by the book. The book. Yeah. <clears throat> Gotta do your cooking by the book. So the kids arrive at uh, the king's base, and they make a note about the polygon-based architecture. And yeah. this is where they make that comment about, yeah, the mid-2000s, or like early 2000s having the best, you know, game design. Apparently it is not, in fact, a digital world, as it turns out. Nope, nope. But there is an AR overlay on a bunch of stuff. Well, that's a pretty good explanation. I'm impressed that... Robert Rodriguez was, like, in the know about that. I mean, he's got kids. Pokemon Go, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Armageddon code was based on plants from a weapon from an old mission. And, you know, he he brought those plants, or parents brought those plants home and was trying to use them to build Armageddon code, but he couldn't actually solve it. And Tony's actually the one who finished the code. Yes, that's very plausible. <laughs> Tony's a super genius. Yeah, he's yeah. a genius. And that's he, that's when he put up the tech restrictions. Instead of congratulating him for you know salt figuring it out, after that is when he started putting up the tech restrictions. Instead of you know praising Tony for figuring it out, he actually was you know scolded him, and that's why you know he's so strict about the technology stuff. And it's revealed that you know he thought he was confessing all of this to Nora, but it was actually the king with an AR overlay on himself. Very nice. Yeah. Classic. And the king already has the other piece of the code, and now is going to put them both together. Apparently, at some point, they have a discussion where it's not so easy to unmake the code. It's like the one ring. They can't just delete mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Even though that's what they were doing earlier, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you can delete it, but you can't... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what's the difference between deleting it and then whatever she says to try to do? I don't know. Yeah. It can still be recovered. It's like the atomic Maybe. bomb. Like Once knowledge is out there, it can't be unmade. So the kids are sneaking around. They find the computer terminal, download a map, hide from some guards. They realize that the high score characters are also just you know AR overlays on robots. So this guy could build robots. That's a really good ability, too. Well, he's some, you know, he's a tech genius um, right. recluse. So, that yeah. would make the world a better place, too. If everyone had a robot. 
Not if you watched that uh, Animatrix short, The Second Renaissance. Or that other movie, <laughs> Ex Machina. Uh, or that other movie, iRobot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that other so. movie, Terminator. There you go. <laughs> uh, we could go on all day. Mm-hmm. They're like on a ledge, so the only thing to do is jump, use a grappling hook to stay to you know save themselves. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. saying how earlier it wasn't a bottomless pit, and the parents should have known. In this case, it was a bottomless pit. <laughs> it's a good thing that they checked. <laughs> yep. yep. So they go to find their parents and break them out. We find out the whole backstory of Operation Fireball. They broke into this bad guy's lair, and Terrence got the weapon while Nora took out the bad guy. She and... negotiated aggressively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote down Patty's off her rocker because she tells them that they should have just been nice to the bad guy and said, it's everything's fine. Operation Peace and Happiness. Yeah. Yeah, she comes off kind of condescending when she says it, too. This is a spy movie that hates spies. (laughs) I know. It's an action movie that hates action. Why does it have so much action? It's talking about a mixed message. Mm -hmm, Right? Yeah. Once they hear the backstory, they realize alright, the only thing we need to do is to get to the computer terminal and stall for time and wait for the OSS. Yeah, great plan. Doesn't see, speaking, you know, since the person they got the other piece of the code from was Devlin, I don't think that's a great plan. Nope. <laughs> but the kids are the ones who have Magna Boots, so they're the only ones who can actually get to the terminal, so they have to do this. Whereas the parents, I don't know what they're doing at this point. Apparently they just do nothing. They just, like, and, wait for their kids yeah. to do it. And so here's where we True, catch they up. split up to do something. We don't know what they were doing. Yeah. Where'd they go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at this point, we catch up to the beginning, and Tony's trying to beat high score to stall for time, but they don't stick the pl- to the plan. Instead, they go to the top of the pyramid to find the central computer. Here, Tony recognizes the Armageddon code, Apparently, the reason why his dad couldn't figure it out is it had a trick to it. You couldn't tell if the code was completed or not, and you had to do the same steps backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tony does so, thinking that he had just deactivated the Armageddon code, but instead he actually just integrated the two parts of it, which I thought was pretty clever oh on God. the king's part. Yeah, yeah the bad. king's smart. Yeah. Actually. He's a good villain. Yeah, so the parents... Well, here's where we find out what they were doing. They were just getting captured again. Right. Right. Well, again, just like in the original <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. And we, we find out Vargos was King's father. Yep. Dun-dun-dun. Here's the interesting line. He said, you know, he used technology to make our home a better place. Was he always, you know... I wrote down, he says, our yeah. home country a better place. It's like, yeah. why did he say that so weird? Who but talks like that? he also like says, like... You know, was he always... I forget the line. Or something the, um, to the effect of, you know, did he always have his head in the right place? No. I was like, hmm. Oh, well, I was referring more to, like, why did he say our home country? Like, nobody talks like that. Are they trying to make it intentionally vague about where the movie takes place? Probably, or where know. he's from, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't mm-hmm. know. I did, that didn't catch me as weird. It was the part where he... Where, yeah. The next line of that, where is that, you know, that he was, you know, kind of crazy. Right. Oh, you oh. mean the only way to make the world better is by force? No, the dad saying, you know, he was trying to using technology to make his home, you know, our, our home country a better place, but he was also kind of crazy, you know. Oh, Vargas was? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Apparently he, you know, died in a top secret prison and he never saw his father again. Maybe there was a whole <laughs> geopolitical plot that was left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> See, your parents know what's going on sometimes. Maybe they know things <laughs> that you don't. That's why you should listen to them. King uses, you know, the rejoined Armageddon code to target the entire world. And here's, uh, is this the first time we get the mention of how high score makes you a better person as you play? I feel like this is the first time I noticed it. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. It might have been in the, like, the info dump about him in the very beginning, but I don't really remember it. It might have been. No, I I don't think so. (laughs) No, I think it was. And there's also like some sprinkling of stuff about game theory. He like keeps talking about it. Like it's like a cheat code. He's like, we just need game theory. We could like fix the world. We're like, that's not how it works. He never explained what it was. (laughs) What game theory is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we will get to that in our spy effect. I was like, I assume it's the same as it is in the real world. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> King gets away um, and goes up to I don't know where because I thought they were at the top of the pyramid, but he takes his you know a a uh, block that goes all up somewhere else. <laughs> right. And this is where the parents are like, "We did it all wrong." They acknowledge, the, you know, what they perceive as their mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're like telling Patty, you know, I'm sorry, we shouldn't have lied to you, and that we should have done this your way. Yeah. And that's when Patty realizes there's a weird, still a way to win. We can't stop in the real world, so we're gonna stop him virtually. So finally, we get our virtual world. Finally, goes Ready Player One. That's yeah, it. and if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was shocking when they did it in the Matrix twenty years, twenty more than twenty years ago. Yeah. Yes, how many kids that were watching this that this is meant for have you think have seen the Matrix? I suppose they, that's like their first Matrix. What about mine. Sword Art Online? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel like that's again too old for Not this for audience. Not for yeah. <laughs> like they said in the beginning, King uses his VR pod to design his game, but he's also using it to control Armageddon code. So they're going to use the other VR pods to beat him, but they've got to do it. You know, her way. No cheats, no tricks. And Tony throws away the spy book. Then why no cheats or tricks? Because that's not what real people... I don't know. I don't know. It's not explained. I know, it's it's really unclear. It's because they realized that if they had done things Hattie's way in the beginning, this whole situation would never have happened. There you Mm, go. Just told the truth to begin with, and not... Yep. Yeah, so there's a part where they use the grid on robots, and for some yes. reason it works on robots, even though mm. they don't have thoughts. They still have feelings. Robots have feelings, Zach. No, they don't. We've established this. <laughs> Just like in that movie. <laughs> Just like Casino Royale. Yeah, that's the first oh, time God. we talked about it. <laughs> they anyway. the robots in Casino Royale? The, in the 1967 version. And... And yes, he yeah. was a robot. You argued that he wasn't a robot, but no, he was around. I argued he was a cyborg because he felt love, and robots can't oh feel love. <laughs> it's science. But Wally? Anyway. Come on. <laughs> so this part, I liked it. It reminded me of the kitty glitter from Spies in Disguise. I forgot what the kitty Now that's a callback. Was. It has a cute cat, and all the, the bad guys get distracted. They're like, oh. Aww. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I, I hear the parents don't understand what's going on. Apparently, they're at the final level of the game, which is like a platformer. Yeah, it's a platformer crossed with, like, Gauntlet, because they beat yeah. up a bunch of bad guys. Mm. And there's a joke where someone says, oh, yeah, it was the die in the game. There was like, oh, yeah. you always told me video games would fry my brain. Why is it that every parent uses that exact phrase? Because they heard I- it from their parents. Yeah. I guess so. From like NBC News at 10. Well, you can fry your kids' brain more <laughs> at 10. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, and so they have to not fall, but also work as a team. And parents, not good at this video game. And here's again, like, I just, it is weird to see Zachary Levi as someone who doesn't know how to play video games. It just doesn't <laughs> read as right to me. Because they know how to fight. Yeah. So why aren't they good at fighting in the game? Because they're, I don't they're using controls. They're not. Well, it's really they're unclear because they're sitting in the pods. It's like the pods don't have like <laughs> controls. You can move with your hands. It doesn't make sense. I just assume their brain got jacked into it because that's what oh. always happens. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, yeah, you're right. They should be really good at fighting. Mm-hmm. They, you know, managed to get to the very last level. They just need to beat the king, last man standing. But only one of them can fight the king, and the rest yeah. have to fight the heck knight. Right. Yeah, I, I like that they explained how uh, living works. They're like, if all your health is zero, you will die. It's like, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for that. And so um, King is like deleting nuclear launch codes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that seems good. He's he doing good that. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Um, <laughs> also, whoever filmed this fight, I, I'm kidding, obviously, it's Robert Rodriguez. He must have gotten some inspiration from episode three. With the lava? Oh, yeah, I have it here. Well, let's let's get to that. But I I, yeah. I like this moment here. King uh, is fighting against Tony, and you know he breaks Tony's sword. So he grabs one of the like spikes that's uh, you know uh, right. springing out from the uh, floor, and you know King even says you know th- you know this spe- careful spear is whatever character you, that you admire is worst weapon. And he's like, well, I'm I don't want to be that character anymore because he's a scoundrel and blah blah blah. And he takes off the eye patch thing. I'm fighting as myself. Yay! And he actually managed to get a few hits in, which I was like, oh, okay. Did you guys uh, notice the music during the fight between? Oh yes, um, O Fortuna. Yeah, the yes. Camina Barana. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I Classic. did notice that. 
Uh, we also have the parents and Patty fighting the Heck Knight. So they decide they're going to try it Patty's way. Patty almost falls off, and the Heck, Heck Knight is coming to finish her off. Yes. This is another part with more unnecessary dialogue. Okay. I wrote it down. Patty says, stay back. Don't come over here. I'm like, yeah, that's eh. what staying back means, Patty. Okay, Zach, <laughs> remember who this movie is for. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay back is like, don't come near me. Yeah. She's clarifying, don't come near this area because it's unsafe, right? Oh, She's it's like, revealed later. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this, this movie's too smart for me, I guess. <laughs> so, but the Hecknet doesn't listen, comes over, and like the floor crumbles beneath him, and the parents save both Patty and the Heck Knight. Wow. Because they did that, he's on their side now. They've turned over a new leaf of being nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here, here is the very Mustafar scene. Yes. Right. <laughs> Tony at one point even has the high ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he's playing fair, it doesn't really seem to make a difference. Well, but it does. <laughs> So Terrence is trying to, you know, sees them all fighting, and he's like, oh, I need to do something to help, and Patty's like, no, you can't, that's cheating. But he does it anyway, he launches, like, part of his hammer towards the king, and Tony, still trying to play by the rules, is like, no, we can't, you can't do this, and he actually jumps and takes the hit instead of king. That one, it is very honorable. Which brings yeah. him to down to five out of his 100 HP. And then after that, King defeats him easily by just poking him with a spear, or with his hand. Right. Right. But before he, you know, dies completely, it's revealed that Tony gets the legendary one hit, which was set up all the way in the beginning that I didn't even think to write down because I didn't think it would come back. So he's literally saved by a deus ex machina. But then it's revealed later where Patty, in kind of a condescending manner... (laughs) <laughs> says, you could have taken the one hit out, but you left it in. So it's like a little bit of like, maybe he wanted to be defeated. Yeah. It's that he still believed in goodness. There's still good in him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, he, I think he's like, somebody proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. Somebody stopped me. Tony uses the one hit on King to defeat him. And yeah, King believes that the only way to change the world is by force, but Tony tells them him there's another way. You have to inspire everyone to change. And so King gives Tony the power to stop Armageddon, and he stops the code, and everyone wakes up from their pods. Yay. And uh, then they're like, we're not going to send him to prison. We're going to rehabilitate him. In the video game. And the robots are so happy. They're like, (laughs) totally on the good guy's side now. Uh, But yeah, so the King will be locked in his lair until he beats high score. And the yeah, because parents... it makes you a better person. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, they should do that for all prisons, right? Like, not just this guy. You would think, yeah. Well, yeah. you have to test it out to make sure it actually works first. <laughs> I'm going to test it on you, the creator. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, and well, Devlin is there and says, okay, I guess we would do this because apparently part of the spy rule book says that the ranking OSS member who apprehends someone gets to choose how they're imprisoned. Which is wow. It makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. And the parents tell Devlin that they want to quit the OSS because they want to figure out how to do things their own way, which is, you know, Patty's way. And then yeah. Devlin's like, well, I'm going to destroy Armageddon and we're going to be nice now. And so that everybody yeah. rejoins the OSS, including the kids. So <laughs> Again, this is a spy movie that hates how spies work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Six months later, everyone's getting into their spy cars. We find out from a news report that King has beaten the game, and now he's helping t- people with technology, and is calling some- himself the court jester, which is a reference back to something that I keep wanting to say Junie, but no, Tony <laughs> said earlier. And with I, that, our uh, movie ends. I wanted to see the kids' desks. <laughs> Because he said something about, I'll see you at your desk on Monday morning. Right. Oh, yeah, they'd probably be, like, small and cute. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. look to see if there was an after credit. scene. I also did. I looked, there wasn't anything. Oh, okay, good. All right, so that is the movie. Now it is time for Spy Fact versus Fiction. So, Christian, why don't you go first? Okay. I think. Well, I've got one thing. We've talked about this before. Obviously, the OSS... Uh, doesn't exist anymore. It stands for the Office of Strategic Services. It's a predecessor to the CIA. It was active during World War II. Um, so, I also have 
something on game theory. So this is from Wikipedia. Game theory is the study of mathematical models of strategic interaction among rational agents. It has applications in all fields of social science as well as logics, science, or system science, and computer science. Mm-hmm. One of the most famous examples being the prisoner's dilemma. Ah, yes. As shown in uh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But how can you, like, build society around that? You can't. It doesn't make no. any sense. <laughs> it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, I enjoy that they tr- took the time to make a reference to it, but there was, there was not anything to really back it up. All right, so so that's what I have on that. Um, I've got something on parenting styles, and this is actually something that's come up recently with me because we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out, all right, how do, what kind of parents do we want to be? So uh, my wife, Carolyn, who's been on the podcast before, actually sent me this link from the, uh, a blog called Eco-Feminist Mama, and it's a baby blog. It's called Gentle Parenting Explained, and there's a they have a nice little graph of it's a X and Y axes where you have on your one axis you have high and low your expect high would be expect expectations and, con- and control the other axis is responsiveness and warmth so in one corner we have authoritative which says it's high but realistic expectations that take child's age and developmental capacity into account you're warm and res- responsive towards your child flexible but able to assert clear boundaries democratic and willing to listen and it understands that so-called misbehavior is a child ways of communicating and from my analysis this is where nora sits of you know she she understands you know Mm -hmm. the level of you know developmental um, capability that the kids have and what how they should react whereas on the other end of i where i'm putting uh zachary levi's character is authoritarian High, often unrealistic expectations of child, emotionally distant, parents are to be obeyed. Uses punishments and reward systems to get children to behave in the desired way. Children are ex- expected to be emotionally independent and behave like adults. <laughs> Just from my reading, especially this whole thing about all the, you know, very, being restrict on technology and, you know, punishing him for solving that because he couldn't solve it. That's where I put him. It's a little bit harsh, but I can see where you're coming from. I mean, it's, I mean, but he evolves his way of thinking to become more authoritative rather than authoritarian. Yes. And he also had good reasons for some of that. Not all Uh, of it, but some of it. He just didn't explain it. So we talked about that already. So the other two, so there was, I said there were four. The other two, which were not as relevant here, are permissive and neglectful, which I don't think either of them sort of fall (laughs) into that uh, categories. Certainly not. Yeah. All right, so what do you got, Zach? Okay, so at the Spy Museum, which we've talked about before, they have a cyber section, and they they talk about, is there a master key that unblocks every device, (laughs) kind of like the Armageddon code? Unfortunately, it was just from my memory. I couldn't find something on the web about it, but the short answer is no. But there are devices that can unlock an iPhone. Mm. So according to Tech Heiress, so do you guys remember the San Bernardino shooting in Texas a long time ago? Oh, I remember this. Do you remember the FBI cracking the shooters? Yeah, they used something called a gray key, which is a simple black box with a couple of lightning cables sticking out of it. They plug the one or two iPhones into it for two minutes while it loads the software. After two minutes, the iPhone is unplugged and left to sit for up to two hours. It will then power back on to a black screen, which shows the passcode to get into Mm. it. Oh. Now, now, that was a long time ago. Tech Harris doesn't have much more info than that. Mm -hmm. Presumably, things have changed since then. And then finally, augmented reality, the integration of digital information with the user's environment. Unlike virtual reality, this is Wikipedia again, which creates a totally artificial one, AR is an overlay. The primary benefit of AR is that it manages to blend digital and 3D components with the real world, and it has a variety of uses from helping in decision-making to entertainment. I'd love to know what helping in decision-making they were talking about, but... It didn't hmm, elaborate. I have no idea. Yeah. All right. So that is it for fact versus fiction. Next, we have our favorite quotes. Alana, as our guest, would you like to go first? So mine is from King, where they're, he's doing the duel with the swords, and he like defeats them. He's like, and with game theory, anything can be fixed, even this sorry world. <laughs> That's no what sense. game theory does. <laughs> 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 all right zach what do you got oh that's it you'll have more than one 
Oh, you do? Oh, well, yeah. I mentioned some of the other ones as we were going. Okay, so I liked another one by the king when he says, only way to make the world better is by force. Christian, don't get triggered. But I liked it because it's something like, similar to what Batman says in The Dark Knight Returns. Uh. <laughs> There's a part where Tony says, I wanted to win, Dad, but I ended the world. Which is funny. <laughs> but then my favorite one, which is ridiculous, Terrence says, everything they love is being kept from them. And he's talking about their devices. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I it's forgot like about everything that. Everything they love. Is everything, that everything they, they love. love. <laughs> so that cracked me up. All right. So actually, I've got a few. We've already talked about the, you know, look, oh, look, in case anyone wonders where the spies are and the, mm. you know, frying video, you know, video games fry your brains from Tony. I never cheat. I use creative sportsmanship. Oh, yeah, that's what's right at the beginning. Yeah. Also, this is, uh, I don't remember which one of the kids says it, but one of them says it about Devlin. He has two pairs of sunglasses. He's definitely a spy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and lastly, I've got from Devlin. Yeah. It's called secrecy. And secrecy is how we protect the world from our enemies. Yeah, and who were their enemies? Then they have a whole back and forth where she's like, well, maybe you wouldn't have enemies if you weren't so secretive. And I was like, stop. Stop. (laughs) Movie, Uh, stop. uh. (laughs) All right, so uh, now it is time for our ratings. We rate our movies here, the Spotify guys, on a scale of one to ten martinis, one being Avengers 1998 level, and ten being uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol or better. How would we rate Spy Kids Armageddon? Alana, as our guest, would you like to go first? <laughs> Wait, okay. I don't remember what I gave the first Spy Kids. What did we give them? Well, oh, you have it, it all written down. I do. Nice. Give me I one like second. it. So, it. Zach gave it, gave it an remember, 8. I, yeah, I, I, I was, was pretty good. generous. I gave it a okay. 6, mm-hmm. and you gave it an 8. Nice. That was the, it was a re- weird reversal where Zach actually gave gave it more credit than I did. I must have been in a good mood that day. Mm. Or, or it's great, great <laughs> movie. All right. So, like I said, my expectations were like really in the gutter for this, and I thought it was pretty entertaining. They did a like a decent job with what they had. All the actors didn't really seem to be phoning it in. That being said, I don't think it was as good as the first Spy Kids, which is a classic. Um, right. hmm, what do I give it? Maybe like a six and a half or like a seven. All right. So better than average. Yeah. I All thought right. it was pretty funny. I, I was entertained. <laughs> All right. Yuck. Okay, so I will go next. I'm very curious. I, I, don't, I don't know. My expectations <laughs> were also kind of low. It, it, the movie is only an hour and a half, but it felt like it was really, really long. It did feel kind of long. Yeah, I, I didn't find the kids to be as likable as the kids in the first one, or the parents, for that matter. The, the messages of the movie were really weird. The villain's plot like didn't make any sense. So I'm going to be harsh on you, Alana. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of ten. Whoa. All right, all right. Wow. Very interesting, very interesting. So I also didn't have great expectations for this movie. And... You know, it was fine. <laughs> it like, yeah, it was, and I've actually seen. Actually, I don't know if if I've ever actually finished uh, Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen the second one. I've seen the fourth one, and this movie is like trying to be all three of them at once because you have like I remember in the second one you have like the, you know, the ancient temple kind of stuff in there. Third one, you have virtual, you know, the virtual reality stuff, or the, they go into a video game. Okay. It's like, it's too much, like, they didn't need that entire part where they go into the video game. It could have ended it right before that, some, and wrapped it up there. That was just too much. I agree. It was unnecessary. Like I agree with Zach, the kids are not as likable as the, mm. um, <clears throat> as Junie and Carmen were. Um, also, the parents were not as likable as Antonio Banderas and uh, Carla right. Gugino or something. Gugino. Yeah. Do you yeah. Guys remember the part where um, Antonio Banderas like is made fun of by another parent and but fantasizes about spin oh. kicking him? Oh yeah, through, through a window. Yeah. Like there was no yeah, moments yeah. like that. Yeah, they were just sort of stock parent characters. They weren't interesting in any way, really, other mm-hmm. than the fact that it's you know 
Zachary Levi, although his you know star has sort of waned recent as of late. Yeah. So yes. I just and yeah, it it was below average for me. So I'm I'm gonna give this a four and a half out of uh, ten martinis. <laughs> I really could have benefited from a machete type character. <laughs> yeah, someone to like mix it up. Mm-hmm. I bet. All right, Lana. Well, thank you for joining us. Anything you want to plug before you go? Another podcast, perhaps, that you do with your siblings? Bay and neuter your pets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, also, I guess you can listen to Tuesday Night Gaming if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) We're covering Ahsoka, and it sucks. (laughs) Boo! Listen to the podcast now before another argument is set off. So, So, thank you all for joining us. You can find us on social media at the SpyFi Guys on Facebook. Twitter, we're still calling it that, and Instagram, and also our merch store, redbubble.com. Until next time, I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And we are the SpyFi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to the SpyFi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.